0: Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that your girl is on Patreon. What else is going on, podcast? AKA WeGo, W E I G O, is on Patreon. So if you feel so inclined and want to support your girl that way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash WeGo podcast. That's P A T R E O N dot com slash WeGo podcast, W E I G O podcast. Now, If you don't want to be on a monthly recurring thing, I totally understand that. But if you want to support, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Wego, W-E-I-G-O. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. Because you know a girl be trying to put in some work and a coffee could help me stay awake. So those are your two options. And if you don't want to do either of those things, if you could rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, I would love that. Now, on to the episode. The following podcast is a CJ Media product. Welcome to the What Else Is Going On podcast, the intersection where pop culture life and real life meet up. Get ready to deep dive into all things reality TV and the dichotomy of loving the game, but not necessarily the players. When they start to reflect real life issues like deep seated discrimination and a world rooted in racism. Feeling conflicted because I love Clip, Clip, Clip. And I also have to chant Black Lives Matter. Buckle your seatbelts and brace yourselves because my foot is off the brake and this intersection gets busy. So come along for the ride so we can see what else is going on. Hey, how are you? Good. It's nice to talk to you. Nice to meet you and see you face to face. Right. I enjoy our online conversation, so I'm like, I get to see her.
1: Yes. And it's like, it's so nice finding someone that agrees um, because there's so many like people that are in
0: terms of like the Monique thing. There's like, I just, I know. And what's so funny is I've been like, if I post something and I see opposing things in the comments, as long as it's Mm -hmm. not downright disrespectful, I leave it because I'm like, okay. But the truth is, you know how people say, I love to talk to people who have opposite opinions. Let's be honest. No, we do not. (laughs) But I always feel like I can learn something or I can see, I think what bothers me is the people who are like, or trying to, yes. And are trying to alternate the truth or rewrite yeah, history.
1: or justify it yeah and yeah. i've commented like a few times on monique's post like she said something with like with the um you asked to get dragged and I dragged you or something like that and I just wrote like you haven't even said sorry for assaulting someone and her fans are insane yeah like yes. they're insane they were just all coming at me like well if Candace Bob blah, blah, I'm just like all I'm saying is that violence is not the answer I was like that is all I have said I don't care what someone says to you and you
0: know especially for something like this right and especially but, because she went to that level when she was pregnant. The The mm-hmm. argument was over because Candace had your back when Ashley threw you under the bus yep. and then you threw Candace under the bu- bus with Ashley and all mm-hmm. uh, Monique called Candace a little girl and Candace oh, was like, who you calling a little girl? And then Monique is like, I will drag you pregnant and all. Like, do people not see the buildup? It didn't, it like came right? out of nowhere. It was like, and I'm
1: sure like hormones had something to do with it. And honestly, like Candace, I've realized she doesn't really start stuff and she gets her mouth because people, I might've read it on something that you posted. Maybe I, I read it somewhere <laughs> and I think it might have been you. And, um, you were, you were saying like, she o- is always responding
0: and like defending herself. Mm-hmm. And I think, I feel like I know that I have been, there are certain people that I already become, come with a defensiveness so I'm not upset with them but then if they go there because I already know something's Mm going to be said then my reaction to someone outside looking in is stronger like why is she reacting that way but you don't know the history of maybe me and that person totally so it's like and I get what people are saying yes Candace can go all bad. over the scope. Yeah, very, very bad. And and there are many times when I'm like, "Girl," but then why did also, you say that? yeah, why did you say <laughs> yeah. that? But then it's like I'm not. I tried to look at okay, like two things can be true. She's allowed to defend herself. I don't agree mm-hmm. with everything she says, but yeah. I'm not going to crucify her when I feel like they purposely sometimes push her buttons. Uh, oh, totally. It's like. 100% especially with her mom. Like at the dinner party. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God, guys. So yes, me and my friend Brie. Is that okay if I say Brie, right? Yeah. No, I prefer Brie. That's perfect. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh, you're perfect. I like your jacket too. You look cute. (laughs) Thank you. I was like,
1: well, I was in sweats before and like, I volunteered an animal shelter in the morning. So I was like, I need to look somewhat presentable. Hence the headband and the jacket. It's, really it's also a little bit chilly,
0: but um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's funny because I was like, okay, it's, I haven't got like cold weather gear to run outside so mm-hmm. I can get away. If So like, the last couple of days has been like either rainy or freezing. And I'm like, I have not been taking, have been able to run for a couple of days. So this yeah. morning it wasn't too bad. So me and my husband went and, <laughs> this, you're the third person I've done this with. I, I, I scheduled it instead of three o'clock for Zoom. Yeah. I put it 12. That's why I resent you another one. Yeah. And I went running, came back home, stopped, got a cup of coffee, went upstairs, washed my face. I was like, mm-hmm. I got to be somewhat presentable for break and sat here. Yep. And it was like twelve ten, And I'm like, she doesn't strike me as a person that is like, Coming in at like twelve fifteen, and not oh, no, like no. saying, "Hey, I'm running a little late." So I look, I scrolled up, and I was like, Mm-mm. "Yep, she's in California. I'll be back in three hours." So <laughs> I went and did some of my running around outside that I was going to yeah. have to do anyway. Are Plus, you in I, New York? I'm in Baltimore. Oh, cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: that's yeah. awesome. Yep. So, so you're I'm, like right in the thick of it, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that I live some. I literally almost drove <laughs> to Potomac <laughs> to drive to the Safeway. Where <laughs> I would do the same thing. <laughs> I mean,
1: I've I um, grew up um, about an hour away from LA, so whenever we were down there, like especially like with all the housewives and stuff, I'm like, who can I try and find? Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. Me and my husband went to Atlanta. Like we, I would I go there a lot, but. Uh, we actually went just to hang out in like 2016 and we like rode around and saw like Kenya's house. We saw Sheree's house and we were laughing because it's like, there was a scene, I think, when they supposedly made up and Kenya walked to borrow sugar. If you could see where Kenya lives in relation to where Sheree lives, there's really no just walking for sugar because there's like, there wasn't back then, not even like a sidewalk. It was straight road. It's like, Wow. He was not just walking to get sugar. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Yeah. I've
1: I've been to Sir and I saw no one like super famous, but I saw Guillermo. He's very attractive in person. Okay, Peter looks the exact same in person. He was busy. I asked Ariana's brother. What's his name? Um, Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy. Yes. I asked him if James Kennedy, DJ James Kennedy was working and I hated James at the time, but like I wanted to see him. And I think I saw Max Lisa's sign. So no one like super big, okay. but it was just fun to go there. It's very expensive, very crowded. Um, really? And then we just, yeah. And then we walked by Villa Blanca and walked by pump and um, I would love to go to Tom Tom, but it, you know, obviously can't do that now. Okay. But yeah, that's the only like really close encounters I've had with anyone essentially. Okay. So you have to tell me what did you order at,
0: sir? And was uh, it good? And, so and no were, the, were the seats dirty? <laughs> Cause that's what I've been hearing. <laughs>
1: So we just went into the, like the lounge room where just okay. there's a bar and there's seats. And you could see like when they've had their parties there before, when they sit outside on that area, um, like there's like this little booth outside and you can tell that they filmed a lot over there. And okay. so we just hung out in the lounge area. We ordered the goat cheese balls, which are like $15 for three of them. And then they're, yeah. And their drinks are very expensive, but I mean, they weren't bad. I just, they're not like as good as what the price is, but it was a good drink. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad time. It was fun just to go there and just see what it was like. Uh, I remember I did some research before where it was saying which ones to go to and ranked them on the terms of the food and whatnot. And Sur was number two as like neutral. Pump was the best and Villa Blanca was the worst.
0: Wow. Okay. So when you walked by Pump, were there a lot of people in there or-
1: it was closed actually it might have been i don't know why because it was on a saturday night but i remember it maybe it wasn't closed i honestly can't remember i just took a picture outside but it's actually really beautiful because it's got like that garden setting and it's not as dark and closed in as sir is okay yeah sorry my light in the background but sir is very it's it's very dark so it's kind of hard to see sometimes and that can be a little weird
0: yeah, that's I was yeah. like cuz it looks like that on the show even during mm-hmm. daylight scenes unless you're outside. Yeah. Did it's you go to the in there. But, but did you go to
1: the alley? No, <laughs> I don't know why we didn't it cuz it was packed in there. Um but I did want to see the infamous alley, but unfortunately not, maybe next time, but if just, it even comes
0: back. I honestly don't even right. care if it comes back. And it's like because she hasn't opened any of the restaurants back mm-hmm. up, right? Cuz I think sir yeah. opened then it closed again. It had to close yeah, again. And I
1: just don't care about any of the new cast. I mean, I'm glad that like Jax is gone and they did what they needed to do with Stassi and Kristen. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think um, it was a bad decision, but I also think that maybe if they had kept them on the show, that could have been a learning situation. Like here's what you did wrong. And this is how it could affected Faith. But at the same time, firing is also taking a stand and saying like, we're not going to put up with this. And these are the repercussions of your actions. So I I totally get it from both sides, and I I wasn't mad. I was just like, oh shit! But like I'm now we're of Jax, though. That was a long time coming.
0: Yeah, and yeah. it's funny because with uh, someone, I heard someone else say that about uh, Stassi and Kristen. It could have been mm-hmm. a learning. But then my theory is, well, my thought, not even my theory, my thought yeah. is, who are they gonna have? talk about that with them exactly at the same time. It's like, if you bring someone black on specifically to talk about that's it, that's weird. Yes. But then I was like, then just now talking to you, I'm like, well, Ari- I feel like Ariana and quite frankly, Katie is capable. I agree. But yeah. I wonder if she would ever do that. That's the only well, thing.
1: That, at the same time, it's not a person of color's responsibility to make you understand like any racist tendencies or biases like that you might have like that's something that that person needs to work on on the on them for themselves and it's hard to know if it was going to be videotaped or if they were coming back and they were going to be filming it's hard to know how authentic that would be because they, they are filming so it might be better that they did get fired and it kind of like you know just pushed them to realize like i need to seriously change like right. how
0: you know that's but really, it seems like they're doing fine. So, yeah, it's well, I uh, what was I looking at? I don't know if it was a Daily Mail or something that came up on my Yahoo. Like sometimes Daily Mail, it'll lead you yeah, to the Daily uh, Mail. I look at Daily Mail all the time. And it okay, so since you do, I, maybe it was Daily Mail, it was like a picture of Stasi and it said something mm-hmm. about her comeback, how she's now hired the same uh rep. I guess, so, I guess she got rid of the other guy, but hired oh, the same really? rep that reps Matthew McConaughey. Really? I'm going yes. yeah, to look on her Instagram because usually that's
1: because I know Kristen got a new one because I don't have a life. So I always look. Yeah. It says teen Stassi at AlignPR.com. That's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, yeah, I mean, do what you got to do. It would, I don't really, I just think their time on being reality TV is just past,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and like, I'm sorry. I don't really want to watch like I didn't care about Danica. I mean, they probably should have gone into a relationship because that probably would have been fascinating. But like, I don't care about Charlie. I don't care about Raquel and Jane. I. Just
0: if they brought it back, I wouldn't watch it most likely. Right. I, and I'm I wondering, just don't care anymore? Like, yeah, what would they base it on if they had? You know, like what 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 could be the plot? So I'm wondering if that's what they're thinking, which is why yeah. I wouldn't know. be surprised if it was like a Tom Tom spinoff. Yes, now that I could see, just to kind of get those yeah. workers or even. Yeah. Pump, because Pump seemed like they had interesting car- the few times yeah. that we've been, in, like Jameson, the manager. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't add him onto the cast at all. I liked him Right, a lot. me too, me too. He, yeah, held, and, he held it down more, with James.
1: It's more diversity, 100%.
0: Yes, that's, so speaking yeah. of, not that this, I'm like, oh, that's a smooth transition. Is yeah. it really Taria? I don't know. But okay. I want my listeners to get some background on yeah, Grace. So. Guys, what made me reach out to Brie, because, you know, we were just having a back and forth. And then I asked her, what do you do? Because <laughs> I always want to know someone's background. Yeah. So I'm like, what is it that you do? And um, Brie, take it away. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I live in San Diego
1: and I work as a paralegal in a civil litigation law firm. I'm going to keep the name out of it just because yes. you never know. Oh, yeah but yeah, but, um, we basically are, um, we do insurance defense. So we defend a lot of insurance companies from like personal injury, injury contracts, just real estate. So basically just anything and everything. So that's why I was so interested in the Monique and Candace legal situation, because half of what Monique was saying about it and why Candace wouldn't talk to her about
0: the whole thing was just total BS. And I was just like, so frustrated. So Can you break that down? Cause yeah, you and I talked a little yeah. bit about it, but I liked having an, it, it from a person in law, uh, your yeah. aspect of, or your point that of view. And I
1: also like had reached out to a few of my coworkers, like, Hey, like what exactly would, would happen in this situation just to make sure I wasn't just talking out of like my ass or whatever. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I remember how Monique was saying she countersued her because Candace was equally responsible for the fight or whatever her reasons were to, or to get them to talk or get to get information when she kept saying that they needed to go into mediation but Candace and her lawyer refused and they didn't want to settle and they didn't want to talk about the situation and, and that's why she ended up countersuing. But you can't go into mediation with someone before you sue them or countersue them. Mediation is you basically go to mediation to try to settle the case. Um, so it doesn't go to trial. Right. So it's okay. Everyone together. It's bringing um, I'm gonna look at my notes real quick. It's bringing all the attorneys together, the plaintiffs together, and each side can offer mediation. And it's basically just to make a deal. And the adjuster or the mediator is usually a neutral party. So they don't have any biases. And it okay. could be someone that used to be a judge used to be a lawyer some mediators, you don't even have to have a law license, but, um, it's basically because it costs so much money to go to trial. It's, it could be cheaper to settle out of court.
0: Okay. And,
1: and with Monique complaining that like Candace and her lawyer wouldn't talk to her, the lawyer advised would have most likely advised Candace not to speak to Monique about anything because anything that Candace said, Monique could potentially used against her and vice right. versa. So that was dumb that she was claiming that, well, Candace won't talk to me. And it's because she clearly probably doesn't want to, let's be honest. And her lawyer most likely advised her not to, because that's just how it works. You're not supposed to do that. And Candace doesn't owe Monique anything in terms of going to mediation. If Candace clearly wanted it to go to trial or something. And um, I'm assuming she pressed civil charges because that's how they were speaking. Like, cause it said she sued her. I don't think she pressed. Yes. Did she press
0: criminal charges? I thought it was. I thought yeah, I it was civil, and then she could go to criminal or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because you can sue for personal
1: injury, and then you can also um, press assault charges. Whereas there's no such thing as mediation in, in criminal law because I've worked on that side too. I've actually worked in criminal defense as wow. a paralegal. So yeah for criminal law it's so different you are making like court appearances you're like delaying the appearances just to like look over the police reports and all that from okay. what i from what they briefly showed of the police report um it looks like it could be criminal i thought it was civil because monique was talking about mediation and whatnot and but like i was saying like they're under no obligation to meet with them like so right. that is all can she doesn't want to she doesn't have to um okay. so that is where Monique was wrong about that. And like I said, you can't offer to go to mediation with someone if you haven't even like countersued them yet. Or, you know, I guess if Candace sued them and she didn't countersue, you can do it. But if there hadn't been any litigation in place yet, it wouldn't have gone to that point, which is what it looks like. So if you're suing someone, you go through like the stages of discovery, which is basically just, you're trying to get evidence from the other side. So like the attorney will send out so there's these sorry I'm kind of rambling no, as it just kind of comes it's it's interesting. The attorney yeah, it's um the attorney will send out um discovery, which is basically there's three different types. There's form interrogatories, which is just a set of questions okay. that the attorney will mark that they want the other side to answer.
2: Okay. And then there's
1: special interrogatories, which are ones that you can come up with on your own, but there's a limit. And then there is a request for production of documents. So they ask for certain documents. So they could be, um, we want to request uh, your cell phone bill, like from the night Uh of whatever happened or um, if you had said something in a discovery response and they want to see like the evidence of that, they can request a document for that essentially. And then there's requests for admissions where they will say like, admit that you were at the bar and drinking wine on this.
0: Wow.
1: So you say admit and admit that you da, da da da, and you can say no, deny or explain or so and then from those responses, that's kind of how they go to, like towards trial, making a case and offers of settling demand letters, all okay. that fun stuff
0: yeah, that is interesting, okay, mm-hmm. so then what did you make of her suit claiming that Candace hit her with a wine glass, and that's why she like there is there. And uh, Monique aside, if someone countersued on a lie, there's mm-hmm. no there's the courts don't get into that minutiae like, OK, now we're you know, this is not the truth or.
1: It's essentially who can ever really make the best case for their client. Um, okay. I, it's hard to say with like, certainty because obviously I wasn't there and I can only see what they show us. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm not like a Candace Stan, but I do like Candace. I don't mm-hmm. really know why, because like sometimes her mouth is terrible but I think she thinks she's entertaining and it from what it looked like to me was that you know they were mouthing off and to me it looked like Candace kind of just wanted to put on a show like give good tv and it seemed Monique was obviously dealing with a lot of other external emotions issues Mm -hmm. and I'm sure issues with Candace as well played into that but to me, it looked like she was flipping her hair. Yeah. And then Candace kind of either it like, was either like
0: she flipped her coat pocket after Monique yeah, her. Probably and, like, oh, you do this to me, I'm gonna do this to you. Yeah, not realizing. Then,
1: <laughs> I think with either when it was either Robin or Giselle kind of pushed Monique back, that probably didn't help. And from my point of view, after she had grabbed her hair, it looked like Candace threw the wine at her, which I probably would have done too. Um so for me, it looked like Monique was the aggressor. Um And I don't, if it's, it could be, um, Candace's attorneys could try to turn it into self-defense in terms of flipping like the wine at her. But it seemed to me that the reason the case was dismissed is because like they said, it's reality TV fodder. You can't, It's.
0: they probably just thought it was kind of a flippant issue that. See, that's what I was going to ask you, because I've heard people say uh, judges are basically like court systems are to go by the law. So they would never dismiss a case for TV no, fodder. Okay. Okay. And that's what I thought. I'm like, I think it could be. And it's so interesting talking about logic and different yeah. things. My friend owns her own paralegal company mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to be a lawyer. I've said it. And yeah. it's so funny. Cause she, when she goes to the law library, I'm like, take me with you. <laughs> oh, but, um, I, if you, uh, I have I have
1: haunting images of law libraries. Like I just remember in school, I had to take a legal research and writing class and it's very difficult to look up law books and search for certain sections. And that's basically what the class was teaching us. So one morning took our whole class to the law library with like a list of find this book and show me this section. And it took us like hours just trying to locate these books, just hours. But then once you get it down, it's pretty easy but it's yeah it's it's very difficult cuz it's like section 2.59a sub
0: whatever and then the title and pages it's it's just weird but it, you just got my blood pumping by saying section <laughs> this uh, like section 13 paragraph 4 section 9764v yeah. those are the things that I'm like looking for and then going these right? Right. I'm like, it just it gets my blood pumping well, it's never too late. Like I always
1: thought I wanted to be a lawyer. I was all I was studying for the LSATs and then I got my first job as a legal assistant and I after working there for like 2 months I was like, I don't want to be a lawyer. I I don't. It's being I think personally being a criminal lawyer or a prosecutor is not easier, but to me it's not it's less volume of work. I, it could be less volume of work. Civil attorneys it's just so much writing. It's so much documentation. Mm-hmm. You don't go to court that often. Whereas criminal attorneys are in court all the time. Like okay. our office is like 20 minutes from the courthouse. So, wow. cause we're rarely, we're rarely, there, but we're wow. actually, okay. one of my bosses is actually in trial right now and it started in October and it's going, it just got, it was going to go through February, but it just gotten delayed until February cause of COVID. So, wow, so it's going to be just even longer. right now because of the pandemic and everything's done over video or through court call. No one makes appearances unless you're in trial. It, it's just bizarre right now. Wow.
0: OK, but So, well, speaking of which, you actually led into my next point. Because another great seek. When I talked about that and uh, about you being a paralegal and yeah. then. You decided, uh, well, not decide. You said your dream was to work for the Innocence Project, and yes. so can you explain for those that yeah. don't know what the Innocence Project is and what dr- what's driving you to want to? Yeah.
1: So the Innocence Project, there's um, divisions of them all over the country, and there's one in San Diego, and it works out of Cal Western, which is a law school downtown, and they basically work to overturn wrongful convictions. They believe wrongful convictions or it basically innocent men that have been convicted and mm-hmm. are in jail. And they what happens is that, from my perspective, letters get sent out to the Innocent Project from inmates or people advocating on their behalf. And they, they pick, I don't know how they choose which cases to take, but okay. they generally get like a team of people on them. And then they kind of, the goal is to eventually uncover evidence and try to get that um, alleged innocent person out.
0: Wow. Yeah. So what uh, what
1: draws you to that? Yeah. So my first legal, my first job. Wow. Can't talk. My first <laughs> job in law was a legal assistant at a criminal defense law firm. And it, it was just oh, it was it was probably a very crazy experience of work because we got a lot of DUI people just like third DUI, fourth DUI or first DUI. And that was just kind of a run of the mill, like just natural cases that we would just get in. And then um, we had one case about this guy. His name was Andy Kelly and is the nicest guy. He had um, had a girlfriend and had kids that he was very, very close with. Like, I think he was a handyman of sorts, had like a very good community, um, had great friends. There was like never a bad word said about him. And him and his girlfriend would take in, they took in this six-year-old girl from his, I think it was his ex-wife or a close friend or something. I can't really remember the connections, but this, this six-year-old girl's parents were basically just like deadbeat parents, weren't wow, there. Okay. I don't know if there were any, I think there were some drugs involved. And um, so this girl just kind of became integrated into their family. And he was like a father to her. And all of a sudden he's accused of um, sexually molesting her. And yeah, it was it was actually like a really, really big shock shock. It was huge because you know, your your first um, inclination is to, of course, believe the child. Yes. But yes. then you know you watch like the videotapes of her and you see, okay, well that's not very consistent, but it's all you have to take into account is a six year old. Right. And you're just dealing with all of the friends and family members of this man that's been accused, and he's sitting in prison. And <sighs> it's 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 weird because I firmly believe he's innocent. And so he was, the evidence was just like they were saying that there is saliva on her chest from like something that he had sucked on her chest, but they couldn't find like the DNA particles to exactly match it to him. They were saying they found like semen in the underwear through the wash, but it's like if you're collecting everyone's underwear or everyone's laundry, if sperm can transfer very easily and that you can tell the difference between like ejaculation or if it's just oh. like sperm from your underwear, because there's like that white substance mm-hmm. and then the sperm's like in that. So that wow. has a lot to do with it. We think that, um, cause her mom was, was like, I think she, I don't know if she was a sex worker, but there's pictures on Facebook of her in hotels with her daughter there as she's, you know, oh allegedly servicing okay. men it, and so that is also a big impact because we don't know what she's seeing in this room with her mom doing who knows what. Why? Um, so, yeah, obviously I can't go into too many details right, and right. whatnot, but um, just going with my boss to just interview him and just chat with him. And I feel like you generally have a feeling. Um, and I, I mean, who knows, I could just be totally 100% wrong and I will never know that, but I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character and I'm more inclined to believe someone's I was more inclined to believe someone's generally guilty unless there's just outstanding evidence that there isn't, which is how I felt was the issue in this case. And we thought we had a really good jury. Like we studied all of them. Like we it was, so he ended up getting convicted. Wow! uh, Yeah. After like barely a day. And so as far as I know, he's still sitting um, in prison now and just, you know, having to deal with his family members was just super difficult. And, yeah, wow. it's just it's, it's just rough. And, and just seeing the disproportionate sentencing of people of color minorities versus like a white person wow. was very eye opening to me. Um, I knew in one county that it, we worked in. There was a um, I believe he was uh, Mexican and he was a very nice kid. It was his first DUI. And the county, oh, this was in Northern California, and the county gave him two years of um, ankle monitoring, which wow. is like unheard of for first time DUIs. It's usually second, second and third DUIs where you need ankle monitoring because after your first DUI and you get a second one, your license is taken away for at least okay. a year, unless like you're unless you have a really high um, alcohol percentage um, on your first DUI. But I think we got it knocked down to six months. Okay. But, they never would do that to a white person. Like what? I I've watched a video of white guys screaming at police officers and like calling them names. Whereas like in the current climate, if this was a black person or a pers- or a minority, like I could not trust what would happen.
0: Right, right. Wow. Like, you know, and,
1: and just seeing some of the cops, they all, a lot of them lie on stand. Um, and a lot of it was just like my own like progressive awakening I've always been pretty liberal Mm -hmm. um but just really seeing it for myself just seeing how disproportionate it was and just what was going on nationally with you know like all the cops cops killing innocent black men for turning their back or something you know Mm -hmm. it just it made me want to devote like my time to reversing like my perceived injustices in that system so wow
0: that is that's really awesome and it's it's um it's funny how you could be going down one path, but you see something that yeah. you want to write, like do your place, do your, yeah, be in your place in the world that could help. E- even mm-hmm. if you get one person out, it's yes. it's one less person having to suffer because e- exactly. of
1: exactly and exactly. And there's this um, Jewish. I don't know. I don't know too much about the Jewish um, religion, but they have a saying, and it's like if you save one life, you save. Um, a thousand. Yes and, it was actually, yes. and they said it actually in Schindler's list, but that it's like, you know, we got, we got one guy, let's go for the next. And it doesn't matter if you're blue, black, white, or orange. It's just about, you know, making sure that the people who are guilty are in there. And it's also just about making sure the sentences are proportionate to the crime or alleged crime. Right. Like there's no reason anyone should be in jail or prison for a year for having like a gram of cocaine on them or an eighth of weed on them. That is just absolutely asinine. And instead of like throwing all these people in jail, that have got drug problems and then making them hardened criminals because they've been in prison for like two or three years and they come out and they're addicted to this or you know, they're in a life of crime. It's like, right. why don't we try rehabilitating right. them? Give them the mental um, health that they need. Like right. work with them, like put them in a halfway house. Like let's like have a system to where these people have a
0: chance at like a, a life, you know, and right. just throwing in the towel. I just find that so interesting. The um mm-hmm. uh, whenever I speak to somebody that doesn't look like me, that has mm-hmm. a passion for making sure people that look like me and other people of color have equality. I always wonder what drives them, like were you raised that way? Or like I have a friend who was not, she was raised in a home where the N-word was, um, a white woman, the N-word was used and how they didn't value Mm. Black people. And her and her brother actually are total opposite of that. And it's it's, it's so crazy how, yeah, you see people that, Racism has been bred into them, then you see people that racism has been bred through like their family, but they are Mm -hmm. not like that. And that's always interesting. Yeah, it's,
1: I, so I'm, I consider myself pretty lucky in how I grew up. I, racism, I mean, it's never like my parents had to sit me down and say, like, this is what this is. Right. It's more of, it just didn't matter. Like, I never, I literally, I know people say this, but I really just didn't see, I didn't see color. I just didn't care. I just mm-hmm. wanted to hang out with whoever. And I never had parents that say like, you can't hang out with that person because okay. they don't look like you. Okay. It was, you know, it was just like, everyone was accepted. And I think that's also why when I even knew what like being gay was, it was never, okay. I was just like, okay. I never even had to think about like, oh, this is I never thought this is weird, this is gross. I was, I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, and I think that's one of the reasons it's just so easy for me to just be accept, uh, so easy for me to accept any type of person mm-hmm. is because, unless you're just a total asshole. Right, no I matter what. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, it doesn't affect me, it doesn't affect my life. And yeah. I always had like a diverse group of friends growing up. So, it's just and it wasn't like I I didn't grow up in like a conservative town like my city's conservative conservative, but it's not like a crazy right wing okay. conservative town um, and also I grew up in California. So it's obviously a lot more liberal, but um, I just feel that injustices towards people is a passion of mine because I wouldn't like that done to myself. And I think about how I would feel if that was happening to me. And I, it just brings out something in me where I just want to fix it because it's so painful and it's painful for other people, especially, um, like the George Floyd thing. Like I Mm -hmm. can't even imagine what this pain must feel like. And out of my, um, the women in my family, like the aunts and the cousins, we started a book club because we wanted to, we wanted to, um, learn more about racism and what we could do to try to change things and wow. so the first book we read yeah was a white fragility and we decided to do a nonfiction book and then a fiction book by a black author and i actually didn't know that white fragility was written by a white woman that kind of surprised me and um the book was eye-opening it was a, it was a little dogmatic in terms like if uh, like if you don't adhere to what I'm saying that what we need to do to fix racism, then like yes. you're not trying or you're still mm-hmm. racist. But I've never considered myself racist, but it did open my eyes up to certain things I did without realizing that it could be perceived that way. Right. And, and I never. And for me, it's like if you're talking about someone, like you would never say like oh this white girl blah 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 blah. You would just say like oh this person did this but before like if i was if i was referencing a black person i'd be like oh you know like this black person and i would kind of right. do that mm-hmm. and like and i never thought about it but then just like and when they made that an example in the book and it, i just said oh shit i do that and it was like, I'm not, it was, I was coming from in my own head. Like, I don't want to offend anybody, but at the same time, that's more offensive feeling like I have to keep it hidden. Right. You right. Know? Whereas like, I can just say like, well, yeah, this black guy did blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know? And it just, it shouldn't matter. Like, and I, I think it was, I was trying to be deferential, but and it worked in the opposite way. Right. It's actually more hindering than anything. So there were definitely great viewpoints in that book. Like I said, it was a tad dogmatic, but I heard the author. Yeah. Yes. And it definitely taught me some things and, and I love to read. And so reading more books by black authors has opened up like that type of mindset. Like we just read, um, the vanishing half, which is about, um, it's about two twin girls who grew up in a light skinned town, Mm. but they were, um, they had more, I don't know if they had, I think they were light skinned. But one of them, um, they were so light, one of them chose to pass herself off as white. And so it was following her journey and how she dealt with that inside of herself and why she chose to do that, as well as the other twin who, how that affected her and how she went back home. And it was very fascinating. And then it goes through like their daughters and their families. And it, it was, it's just, it's such an interesting different point of view. And so when I think about, the injustices that are done towards black people or Mm -hmm. Latinos or Asians. I just, it's just like, I can't ever, I won't ever know what that's like. Mm -hmm. And that's a privilege that I grew up with. And the only thing I can do is to try to make that not happen. Um, There was another, yeah. The other, another book we had just finished reading was between the world and me. And I I feel terrible because I can never pronounce the author's name, but I believe it's um, Tal Nahisi -Nahisi Coates, Mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. I'm pronouncing it correctly. But he had um, one little interesting tidbit. was that he went to Howard University and um, he was talking about how he had to give his son um, talks about interacting with police officers, which is like my parents never had to do that. And I, I can't imagine having to live in fear not just for yourself, but for your own child. Uh-huh. And he had a friend at Howard university. He, this kid came from a very wealthy background, um, was a great student, had a great job, did everything right that you could have done and was still ended up being murdered by a cop at a, like a traffic stop or something. And so to me, it's like, you're doing everything right. Everything you've been mm-hmm. told to do, which you shouldn't have to, you should be just be able to drive down the street in your car or jog or do whatever, not have yes, to worry yeah. about anything. And the fact that this guy did everything right and is still murdered. It's just like,
0: right. What else can you do? It's yeah, Exactly. And yeah,
1: yep. I will never, ever know what that is like. And that to me is painful that someone has to, go through that and has to teach their kids that, and
0: it's Mm -hmm. just not okay, you know? And I don't know. It it can definitely weigh heavy. Two things that you spoke about, which um, the first, when you, the vanishing half. Mm -hmm. So I know someone that had twins. One was very light and one was um, of a very much darker hue. They Mm -hmm. were twins. and the light skinned uh, daughter got treated very differently yeah. than um, the darker skinned daughter, like very. And I mean, I feel like there's something aesthetic and I always say aesthetically pleasing, but about everyone, I can find something. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like you can be gorgeous and just be like gross on the inside or you totally. can be, somebody may not find you necessarily aesthetically pleasing in this yeah. way, but there's a light the behind your eyes. Yeah. Or, and even physically, like there's a light behind your eyes, that beautiful, or your eyelashes, just anything. And that's what makes you attractive. Like, is yes. when that like aura of you, of your essence comes out. Yes. And that's how the darker, the darker skin sister, what? Yeah. Smooth skin, not a blemish. Wow. Beautiful, thick hair. And, but the light skinned sister always was treated better. Always, yeah. and it was I mean, just so crazy to me. see. It. Yeah. And it's so crazy to see it like that to be told beautiful. And then to your, the second book you mentioned, I'm pretty sure that's my girlfriend's significant other's brother, step uh, half brother. Wow, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's a fantastic writer. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have the same uh mom. I think he wrote a stage play. I have to make sure it's yeah, him. Yeah,
1: he's written a lot, but he okay, is then a it's, great yeah.
0: writer. I'm pretty sure it's him. Yep. Yeah. As a matter of fact, because it was funny because she said that they, when they all were at like a dinner or something and his children were speaking very proper, very whatever. And some of the mm-hmm. other family was mm-hmm. getting on them. And I, I, I've been through that. So I, it's like, yeah, you speak in a certain way. Doesn't make you are attached less from black. both sides. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, why can't I just speak the way I, you know, want to speak How and other I, people speak. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's just funny that you say that. I'm like, I believe that's my girlfriend's significant other's half brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what it was. That's why it
1: was so interesting when Monique brought up that when she was young and they were her and her sister were the only black kids at their school and they got bullied because of that. And then um, then when they switched schools and they went to a predominantly black school, but then they were made fun of because they were speaking proper. So, mm-hmm. To have that, like it's like, well, which way do I go? That, you know, uh-huh. like do I go which way do I go? And it's like, you know, no, just like you do you, and that, but easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And then it was so great when Wendy brought up the color is an issue, like yeah. you were just speaking with, because I I've never really thought about it as in depth as that. But when she was saying, like, you know, when you say things, And I respond or whatever. And then people just come at me because my I'm darker skin and same with Candace. Like they get that much more hate because just because their skin's darker and it's just, Mm -hmm. I just never really. Yeah. That to me blows my
0: mind. It's just. And you think, or some people think that it's so far gone, but I brought mm -hmm. up, I have to, I like, I bring up this point because it blew my mind. So I brought it up a couple of times on different podcasts, but my husband's mother, Mm -hmm. Is not old. I'm 43. She's 71 or two. You do not look 43. Oh, thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> and she definitely—if I sent you a picture of her, she definitely does not look uh, 71 um, or yeah. 72. And what's funny is she probably killed me, but um, a 30-year-old gentleman just was hitting on her, and she's like, "What? Ooh. No!" Like I—that <laughs> is a compliment. Yes, and she looks really good. But she—that's amazing. She was raised in DC. She's okay. only 71. So, but her grandmother, she has a sister that was lighter than her, mm-hmm. maybe a tad darker than you. And then, um, and guys, in case you're listening, Brie is a white woman. So when they're, <laughs> when they're like darker, they're well, what does that mean? So her sister was like about like a little, dar- a little darker than you yeah. and her other sister was a little darker than my mother-in-law. Me and my mother-in-law, I feel like are the same complexion. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law and her, and her darker sister had to sit on the back porch when they ate dinner, like the enclosed back porch. But yeah. her sister, her lighter skinned sister got to eat in the house. And she just told me that this year. Her family did that to her? Yeah. Oh, my god! So here's what's crazy. It was also my family. And because I'm like, well, I'm saying that about my, my mother-in-law's family. My yeah. family. But like my mom's like second cousin or third cousin daughter yeah. or whatever. That's who the twins were. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so so it's it's not just other black people that you don't know. I went to college with a girl who, okay, she was about Dr. Wendy's complexion, and she was, uh, I think you say Bohemian from Bahamas, and I noticed this, and I remember, like almost instinctively knowing when we're all getting to know each other at campus, you know, we're all Mm -hmm. away from our homes or whatever, and. Her best friend that she like picked, you know, like you gravitate to Yeah. Uh, Sonia was tall. I mean, when I say absolutely gorgeous, like just insanely gorgeous with the most (laughs) white teeth ever. And she kept a really short haircut. And the best friend that she gravitated towards was short and probably lighter than you. If not, she was black with like reddish hair. And they were best friends. And I knew I was like something is and not that you can't, but yeah th- the conversations that she would have, and she was from um was it Queen's or Harlem, New York, one of them, but we all went home for Christmas break. We come back and she shows us a picture of her grandmother had a baby grand piano, and she took a picture of the piano, and on mm-hmm. the piano were all the cousins, like so the grandmother had all the grandchildren and little pictures yeah, and she was the only dark skinned one, all of them were the color of like the best friend she picked in college mm-hmm. and Wow. She, had, she put her picture up front and she said, yeah. And she had this like accent. And she was like, yeah, I moved my my picture up to the front. My grandmother usually usually keeps it in the uh, behind everyone, but I'm prettier than all of them. And she kind of joked it off. But her yeah. gran- her grandmother, her own grandmother would make her felt would say things like she wasn't as beautiful as her lights. Oh, in, that's at, so sad. So it's not just outside. You can yeah, be in it's a family
1: too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also just reinforcing prejudice against, you know, and like there, hopefully she didn't, but that could cause that person to grow up to think like, this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, I actually just watched um, that movie <coughs> 42 last night with um, Chadwick Boseman and he was playing Jackie Robinson and I was expecting all the racism because that that was obviously a big part of Mm -hmm. um, when he joined um, the major leagues but I was I was even like I knew it was bad back Mm -hmm. then too but just I've never heard the n-word well, I mean, I have heard it, obviously, but I just having it repeated over and over and over. I was yep. I was so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and the fact that this man was able to stand
0: here and just take this abuse hurled at him is just it's just wow. It's and, you know and and not even fight back a lot of times. Like here he was sleep in the middle of the night and had to get up and leave. Guys, listening for anybody oh, yeah. who hasn't watched Forty Two, it's an yeah. amazing movie. Yeah, and the fact that he thought they were leaving because he got cut but it was because right.
1: like he could have potentially been harmed
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: oh god it just I can't imagine like it's that period and I'm it's just insane to me that mm-hmm. like I can't imagine I can't and it's people <clears throat> don't have enough empathy you no, know that's, what, I, it that's yeah. what it is that's what it is and it doesn't, you're
0: not bothered by it until it affects you in some way, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like COVID. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I find myself give, trying to donate to a lot of different things that I don't know about that yeah. even something as simple as posting like a change.org. I don't automatically yeah. repost, Post. I read about it and make sure it's yeah. you know, legit, but just anything because who knows my reposting could get totally. a thousand other signatures. So I try to do things that Maybe I don't understand it, but, or I've never been through it, but I feel mm-hmm. like if I was through it, exactly. I would want help. Um, I think it was NWA, was it Easy E? Somebody had a song that was basically like, you won't know how it feels until you're on the front row, basically meaning someone's yeah. family members killed, and you know, the family at the funeral sits on the front row, and you're just yeah. kind of like, oh, I'm paying my respects. You go on about your life, but yeah. it's not until you have to sit on that front row. Totally watching one of your family members lay out lifeless that you start to understand what that family would go through. So yeah, it's, it's for me, Potomac has created all of these conversations that are probably needed, but also the other side of me is like, I wish people hadn't found it almost because it's created so much dialogue around people that look like me. And there's different little, as my girlfriend, Stephanie from Mocha Minutes, um, says all these nuances mm-hmm. so you don't know so for instance when I like when Monique said of, of course if, if we have to describe our color she is a caramel color right mm-hmm. yeah but when they were talking about colorism and for her to say well I'm, car- well I'm caramel it's like girl this is not the place of the time because there's a no. bigger audience well, watching and
1: she, yeah and she wasn't understanding she was saying well I use the word aggressive because that's your actions and it's And it's like, yes, we understand that's why you're choosing that word, but you're not understanding how you using that word is going to affect that woman that you're using that word towards because of the connotations to that word that black women are always aggressive and Mm -hmm. they're loud or they fight and do this. So when you're putting, when you're collaborating that and putting that connotation, it's like saying, yeah, that's correct. I'm mm-hmm. using this word because they are like that. And that's the perfect word to describe. it. it's like, you might feel that way, but you can choose different words. Like you don't, it's like, just don't use that word mm-hmm. because that's going to affect that woman because of what it
0: means and the history behind it. And, you know, the stupid stereotypes that get attached yes. to it. Yep. The, and, and it's it's almost like, it's, as soon as a black woman gets angry, it's, oh, there's that angry black woman. And it's yep. like, no, we're allowed to have, human emotion. So when, do you remember when uh, Jamal couldn't make the photo shoot for the girls yeah. and the producer asks Giselle, aren't you upset? Yeah, And she's like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. I identified with that because it's like, Like my grandmother always like one time, I didn't know if we were going to be able to move to Maryland when I asked my husband, can we move here on a whim? (laughs) But I just got so frustrated. I started like literally was on the phone with someone just started crying, but tried to hold. And she's like, you don't be crying in front of these white people because, you don't and and we were over the phone. So it was like, you know, you you have to be strong. And also, like Garcelle said on Beverly Hills, they say either angry black woman or strong black woman. So someone's constantly calling you a strong black woman, you feel like you, you have no place to kind of sort of you c- and If you want to be angry, you can't be angry without being labeled the angry black woman. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it can be definitely a mind, just like a total mind, like, ah, but mind I was, fuck. yes, yes. <laughs> and I appreciated Robin's response to it. Like, yeah, yes, absolutely. I haven't been treated that way. And she knows, I mean, when you go back, when they showed that flash of Giselle and Robin, like when they were, and um, I think it was the first season when she's like, me and Robin, two light-skinned, green-eyed girls. And it was like, yeah, we know, we see you, like, you yep. know. So and yep. what's, what's another lesson, it's, it's, it was why, okay, so Robin is a Delta, which is a Black sorority. And okay. their, uh, their, their logo is an elephant. So okay. that's why the elephant's on her hat. And then um, Kendrick from um, Me, You, Housewives, and Marvel 2 Mm-hmm. I brought that up. Too. I was like, yeah, d- like duh. But she's in that sorority. Then you have Giselle and Wendy that are AKAs Alpha Kappa Alphas. Okay. Back in the day, a lot of AKAs look like Giselle and a lot okay. of Deltas look like Robin, which is oh. why when, when they both said that they were in the different sororities, I was like, wow. Because I remember when I was in school in 95, in college uh, that was my first year to see her I graduated high school mm-hmm. I was approached front by uh, an aka and I remember thinking hmm because the girl that approached me was beautiful gorgeous she was lighter than I was and I was like yeah. wow okay because in my mind if I don't know if you've ever seen the movie school days if Mm-mm. not I incur it's by Spike Lee I will send you a reminder Write that Type, down right, I don't right now. It's called School Days, and what it okay. is, it's a movie about colorism. Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh my gosh, the actor—he's in, he's great in everything. He was in The Matrix. Um, oh, Keanu Reeves? No, oh, the Lawrence black Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne was yes. in uh, okay. School Days. I like and, him. Yep, Tisha Campbell from Martin. Uh, there's also a woman named Dawn Lewis who was in. Oh, my God. The spinoff of the Cosby show, A Different World. They're all in this movie and it shows you there's a dark skin uh, sorority fraternity. There's a light skin sorority. And it shows you the colorism within the black community in this movie. And it's one of the great like when you watch this movie, you'll get an understanding. So Anybody listening, if you look up school days, I'm spelled D.A.Z.E., by Spike Lee, and you know Spike Lee is always kind of sort of yeah, doing things anyway. Great. Yeah, yeah. So if you watch that, it's a really good uh, movie. So when I when I real, I had to check myself because I was like, oh, Taria, you know, like what are you thinking? But when mm-hmm. Wendy, I thought Wendy would be a Delta based on, and it's also I think based on your college, honestly, yeah. and where, what area your college is at in the world. It just so happened to be like that at the time where I yeah. was, but it was it was it, it was nice to see them have that conversation and again mm-hmm. robin's response to it i just wish ashley would have just been quiet i know and i been know. like mm. and i um did a interview uh with someone yesterday and i put it out today with um a woman named brooke Ooh. uh the underscore brook underscore no it's the brooke ashley so if you go on my page you will see her but yeah. she does youtube and she was talking about how she was glad that the colorism conversation came up, and mm-hmm. then people are in her comments, black people saying, "There's no colorism, you're just mad because you're dark skinned
1: uh like, that's yeah. insane, you know it's like yeah so so crazy. I, I, and that had never occurred to me before until like I never knew that was a type of thing until honestly, I'm ashamed to say, like within the last year mm-hmm. because and I realize it's probably like but because it's I've never. It, it's weird because as like a white person, you want to be tan. Like you want to yeah. have like, it's, it's, it, it, it's just the conundrums are just, yeah. Or the, the hip, the
0: hypocrisy is just, you know? Yeah. And that's why yeah. I feel like it's good wh- about Potomac that we're having these conversations because Absolutely. that's where I say, okay, it's good. Cause people are like, wait a minute, what you're having this. I, I, uh, mm-hmm. Rick Leventhal, Kelly Dodd's husband, now husband. Yeah, you know he has a daughter that's black and a daughter, and then a daughter that's white. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yep, oh, I'll, okay. I'll send you. I have. I'm not following her yet, but one of the patreons that I'm going to be posting. We talk about that a little, but I'll send you um, her accounts. Mm-hmm. But um, they were at the wedding. Don't they just like Kelly? Allegedly, <laughs> seems like it. Yes, it seems. Yeah. It definitely seems like it. And Ver- uh I think it's Veronica, maybe. Yeah. It starts with a v she was she was on another podcast talking about the wedding and you know in Orange County, and yeah. her sister, Rick's daughter was there, that was black, and she it, evidently Kelly Dodd's mom was trying oh, to God. tell the daughter uh, that is black what Black Lives Matter really was, and <gasps> she started crying, yeah. I was like, oh, are, are you goodness. kidding me? Like, I, and, and oh, she gosh. just, but then I'm like, but then you're looking at a woman who didn't believe in COVID and then had to go to the and hospital. And then got COVID. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, who are you? That's like me trying to tell you what a white person has gone through. Like, right, and, yeah. and you telling me this happened. Which I'm is like, nothing. no, no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically nothing.
0: You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or you being a man trying to tell you, a woman, what you Ex- go through. I was just with about your- to say, when you get mansplained, I
1: cannot. And it's just like the nerve of some people. It's just like, sit down
0: and shut up and learn something. Right. You know. Yep. And it's just, like, you don't know how a woman's body works, which is why I get mad when I feel like women voting. So women can't have like oh a God. right to their body yeah. already. Just that's a, that's a whole other animal. But, yep. and I feel like some of those women who are in Senate and Congress feel like they have to be like the men to be like, Received. taken seriously yeah. or yeah but a man telling me you know you can't have any more babies or or you can't choose to do what you can with your body but yeah we can't say the same it's like why would well, you even want that that right to do that
1: is, it's like but so we're most republicans or republicans believe in small government and you know we don't want the government involved in our lives But I'm going to use the government to make sure that you can't do what you want with your body. I'm going to use the government to make sure that you can't marry who you love. I'm going to use the government to make sure that you lose health care. So when it's convenient for them, they fucking love the government. They Mm -hmm. love the Supreme Court. And but when it's not convenient for them, you know, it's like if men could have abortions they would be getting them through like a fucking drive through. That would be so different. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's just all about the patriarchy and yes. maintaining control because it's a system based on oppression to prop men up and oppress women. And yes. unfortunately, a lot of men and unfortunately, women play
0: into that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. just. You know? I worked um, where I used to work, the vice president was a woman. Yeah. And the men in that branch, like the brand, the managers would Mm -hmm. go over her head whenever she said no, whenever she would go and it would be like, what is going on here? But then what also plays into it. So then she would try to be the guy's girl. Like, Oh, I can talk about this with you. And then they kind of start to lose respect. And then when you kind of have to draw the line, then it's, Oh, you know, how they perceive us. So it's like, she's a bitch. Yes. it's, it's, It's like, I'm learning that you just have to be who you are yeah. as long as your integrity is is yeah. intact I don't care what you think about me Exactly like, I had someone and I on my uh on one of my posts cuz I mm-hmm. did a post congratulating Candace for home and uh, the Oh yeah the, the man told me this isn't a good look for you I like Ugh. No one asked like, you he, Yeah no no one asked you Exactly yeah. and even with Monique I posted a video by um, Stephanie had posted it and I got off of her page, but it's a woman Mm -hmm. and she's saying the one thing I will always as as a black woman herself, the one thing I will always offer black woman, another black woman is empathy. I don't want you sitting at my table. I'm not going to like your Instagram pictures. I'm not going to buy your books. I'm not going to buy your product, but I don't want you to go through, you know, racism, discrimination, misogyny over there like you be over there not going through it because your energy is messed up and i was thinking about that i'm like yeah when it comes down to it even ashley i can't i won't say i dislike i because i'm like we don't know these people but ashley is one that i feel like i dislike you have a hard time and but have no interest in monique i'll say she don't resonate but ashley would be if someone were to say hey monique is in town and for whatever reason we knew a mutual person come have dinner with her maybe talk whatever Cool. Yeah. Ashley is not a person that I would ever want to do that with. I wouldn't even. I could just. I wouldn't even care understand to even her. Me, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. When not I at
1: first all. watched um, the show, I was like, she's not that bad. And then and then I was like, oh man, she's awful. Yeah. And then, in, in this season, she hasn't been like how she was before. And when I rewatched it, um, I was like, okay, she's actually not that bad. I can kind of see where she's coming from but she's kind of just
0: as messy as Candace. And And I I think think she's worse. Like, girl, you're going to, I I was going to ask you that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I have have a legal question to ask you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think one of the reasons I just can't take her seriously, or I can't really like her is because I just think she totally enables her disgusting husband's behavior by defending him and, after what he pulled at the finale and just like his obviously guilty touching of uh, inappropriate touching of other people. I, I just think that she made her bed. So she has to lie in it. So at this point, I don't feel sorry for her having to deal with him anymore because you reap what you sow. And she got pregnant with him again after, Mm -hmm. you know, and then even last week at the reunion, when, or they might not have talked about, it might've been a preview, but they're talking about, Michael yes. grabbing another cameraman's butt. Yep. And she's like, oh, we know him. It's whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Andy's like, well, actually, he said that no, no, no. And just the fact that she takes it so like non-seriously, yes. it sends him. And even watching the season four reunion and the way like Michael was talking to Giselle about what yes. she
0: saw he, he is just an awful, awful human being. Yeah, and people will say, oh, I feel sorry for Ashley. I don't, because I feel like she she firmly knows what she's in. And I feel like she only cares about her paycheck and her husband. That's it. She doesn't care about any of those women. Yeah. So So. it's like, I I don't feel a bit, I never get authenticity from her. The only time I ever did was when she was mm -hmm. crying because she missed her son. Even all the other times, I don't get. I don't get why she got pregnant by him again.
1: She already had the one kid. I don't know unless their contract. And you know, if he's gay or bisexual, that's fine if you guys have a deal like you don't need to t- tell everybody but like just don't act like you're this amazing couple that's so in love because it's like he treats you yeah terribly like if you notice when chris was like you can talk to your wife that way yes. but you're not going to disrespect mine like i thought yes. that was such a great point because yes. he was like he will never talk to a man the way he talks to women he would he that's does not so have the true. balls it's so so true. Yep, that is and that is so true. Totally in love with Juan, by the way. Right, because right. He's totally in love with Juan. That's the only reason he got
0: crazy drunk and was so upset about their marriage. Right. It's like, are you kidding? And then Ashley went flying to his defense, but yet Candace yep. went to comfort her husband. And I said, see, everyone always makes it about Candace, but I don't think yeah. Candace has been she awful did nothing to- wrong. No, and I don't think she's been awful to Ashley. Last season, I said if people go back and watch. If you are my friend and you're saying, oh, I had a miscarriage. And in mm-hmm. order for my to make my body healthy, I'm gonna stop drinking. Not like tomorrow, not next week. Yeah. But then I order a beer and I'm drinking in front of your face. I probably am gonna say, What are you doing? And yeah, especially if I see you drinking, because they wanted to make it seem like Ashley wasn't drinking. And then when she got to New Orleans, oh oh, mm-hmm. because of the stress, that's why she had a drink. Girl, you were drinking yeah. the whole season. And Giselle played a part in that too by trying to stir mm-hmm. it up. But it was just Insane to me how I'm like I think the lowest is Ashley accusing Monique of drunk driving and having a oh, miscarriage because I was just going to it. say that
1: was really bad. Yeah, that, that that's really that's bad. the
0: low. Like
1: yeah, cuz stuff sticks to you. Like that's mm-hmm. like a repu- like that's why I don't understand how her and Monique are like super close friends. Like I have a theory that because I think Monique t- totally had tapes of yes. whatever Michael was doing and Leiden said they didn't, because at the reunion, she was like, Oh, well, what tapes? Oh, the ones in the basement? Or oh no, those ones like they re-record after 60 yes. days. I think she totally had them. Yeah. And I think that because she didn't say that or didn't like broadcast whatever, um, Ashley, like they've got each other's backs in that sense mm-hmm. because um Ashley had said that Monique knew that her and Michael's marriage was like open to a degree, but still acted surprised when Mm -hmm. Ashley talked about it. So that's why
0: I think that they're, you know, banding together. Me too. I think it's, I definitely think it's an alliance, but I also feel like Ashley wants that money. So I feel like she would kind of drop Monique in a hot second. Oh, yeah, she was for that. Like, oh, because and even like her writing that statement, which is what I was going to ask you, like, yeah, if you're a character witness and you need to write a statement, Mm -hmm. is it for is it about the character of the person or is it like in that instance?
1: So normally when we have um, people either write declarations about like what you've witnessed, which would start out like my name is blah, blah, blah. I am, uh, I work for, da, 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 da. And I was at this place. I was at the barn on, whenever this was filmed, November 20th, 2019. I saw, so that would be like a declaration that you could write if someone wanted you to like support them in what happened. If you're writing a character witness statement, um, I thought it was odd that she was writing about Candace's past behavior. Okay. Um, I understand why she was doing it because it's it's to make Candace look bad, right. obviously. But normally character statements are about like I was surprised Monique wasn't having Ashley write one about how great Monique is.
0: Right. That,
1: you use character st- witness statements to attest to your personality and who you are as a person. Like Ashley would say Monique is the greatest friend and she does this and this and this. I don't think it's un- unusual to write a statement despite disparaging the other person i'm i'm sure it happens i've never worked with it where we looked for something like that to like tell us how bad this person is so because how candace acts towards ashley's got no bearing on how candace and monique interact because they had a completely different relationship that broke down in a way whereas candace Mm. and ashley continually bumped heads right right and what candace did at her dinner party, obviously was wrong. She shouldn't have gotten that aggressive. Oh God, there we go. She should not have gotten, I should not use that word. She shouldn't have gotten that. uh, Maybe worked up. Yeah. Worked up. Perfect. And not obviously not with the knife, but I understand when they say, well, Candace is mouthing off too, because Ashley was mouthing off too, but at the end of the day, Candace didn't, you know, grab her hair and beat her head.
0: Right. Three times. So, right. And it's like, I've asked you to leave my home. You have not left yeah. my home. Yeah. Multiple times you, or you leave it, come back. So. And G brought I, her I back that. one time, which I thought was like, come on. Yeah, Devel. It's like, right. And, but then, but then there it escalates. So it's like, yeah, y'all didn't think that what happened at this barn was going to escalate either. And then yeah. it did. It, it, and it, it's, it's, the now we're at a reunion where that energy is now being directed to someone totally different with yeah. this binder. And it's like, Oh, that binder it's, it, and it's, it's, it reminds me of, and I talked about this on the episode today, but I'm going to say it again for like the listeners. Yeah. Season three, Monique was telling Monique and Ashley were telling Candace she needed to speak up more. She needed to speak mm-hmm. her mind. When she sent shade, she needs to throw it back, blah, 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 blah. Well, Ashley said then she thought Monique was trying to coach her, coach Candace to get back at Giselle. But mm-hmm. uh, Candace ended up going back and forth with Sharice and not, not Giselle. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. and then yeah. Monique flip-flopped on her and she had like uh, Candace on one side, Charisse on the other. And in the confessional, uh, Robin was like, basically like, now Monique is sitting here. She didn't think far enough beyond like her plan to be like, oh, wait, now when I have both of them going at it because Mm -hmm. of the information that I fed them. So it was like, oh, she didn't think beyond that. And I feel like that's what it is with this binder. It's like a portal. And she's now opened up this portal and you underestimated the you, I think she underestimated partial viewer loyalty. And then also yeah. you underestimated like how people were going to take you going that far yeah. into it. When I feel like maybe she kind of drew blood first and used Kendall as the needle. Because although Sharice brought Kendall season two yeah. to get back at Giselle for talking about the fireman. yeah, Sharice was then demoted to friend of. And um, I keep wanting to call her Monica, Monique. I don't know <laughs> why all of a sudden. Monique wanted to continue filming with Kendall to expose to, what yeah, the Sherman. Like. yeah, so it's like, girl, you actually went after family first. She did.
1: And um, oh, I think you had brought this up um, on one of your posts where at the beginning of the season or at the end of the season, Monique's talking about, I feel so bullied, like they're icing me out. It's not fair. Da-da-da. It's like, but at Ashley's baby shower, you said that they should maybe ice out Candace to teach her a lesson in her behavior. So she's just a hypocrite. And the binder to me is just pure deflection. It's just absolute deflection. Because, first of all, who's got that much time on their? It's a great binder. Don't get me wrong. I was impressed. But I mean, she's got three kids. She's got a bunch of stuff going on. I'm a single woman that, you know, just has a job. I don't have time to make a binder like that. So that to me was already crazy. And in the show, she's crying to her pastor, which I thought was a very genuine moment. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh man, she is sorry. She understands that like Candace just ended up being like the punching bag Mm -hmm. uh, for all whatever else is going on in your life, in my opinion. But then at the end of like the reunion, she's like, You asked to be dragged and you got dragged and now the case is over. And then she makes a post about, well, my new song dragged. It's like you really aren't, you're not sorry. Yes, yes. And that's and she what was me the most. Yeah. Like you can see Candace, you don't have to get along with her. You cannot be sorry that you guys got into maybe a verbal altercation. But like the fact that you have, as far as we know, who knows what's gonna happen on the reunion, the next two parts, but you have never at least have we don't know that she have right. never apologized for physically putting your hands on someone. And yeah, Candace is a brat and can be, inst- and can instigate stuff, but like, that's also got to be really traumatic to have that happen on national TV. And then you just getting bullied because someone probably Monique leaked the story that you instigated and that you were the problem. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just, just say sorry. And from what it looks like at the previews where, Monique says when she flipped my hair and it's like, girl, right? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Exactly. So to me, the binder is deflection. I get that she's got issues with Giselle, but I again, you had another, you had a post where they were having lunch in the beginning and they were planning Ashley's shower, and you already knew this information, which is supposedly from like her ex ex friend who Candace also wrote a statement on. So it's yes. like. This- So it's like you're going to the law, too, if you're
0: sending cease and desist letters. Yes. It's almost like to be your friend is to the point of that could be detrimental to someone else or somebody else getting entangled in something. Yeah. It's like I I can't imagine my friend coming to me like with the whole. Well, even with the Gigi thing, maybe if somebody was trying to detriment, like cause Trump to my friend and she's a public figure. But the whole fight thing, my friend would ask me to write a statement about her. Exactly. And then if they called me as a witness against yeah. you be something else. But I think what really what really bothers me is people will take your past behaviors and and I and, and and Jamal's mm-hmm. answer to Monique he said it the the nefarious behaviors of his past mm-hmm. make the make the present accusations believable. The totally. same thing with Candace because yes she's had she's the mouth yes the being reactive but when this season she walked away from Monique a lot every better. time. Yeah. And it was, was like. pretty like even keel. Yes, she literally walked away from her. And then I said, it's funny how people are saying in this particular winery argument, Candace egged Monique on when we're not saying we're watching Candace walk away from Monique every time. And then when they get to the winery, we're watching Candace try to do a toast twice. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying, you know what, Candace was egged on. So she shaded Yeah, Uh, It was just a matter, I I really feel like it had nothing to do with Candace. Because, I mean, then the Sharice rumor, it gets thrown away. It's like, wait, what happened to that? And the person I interviewed yesterday brought up a very good point. The trainer rumor was from 2018. Mm -hmm. You're now in 2019, like they're filming in 2019, talking about Candace bringing up rumors. So you held on to this information. Yeah. Like, for the show, until you needed to use it again, to me because yeah. I'm like, sure. There's pictures, and I had I meant to screenshot it, and I didn't. But there are pictures of Charisse, Candace, and Monique together in 2019. Yeah.
1: So I think there like, was. I saw something. What they were somewhere. They were. It was. Yeah, it was Candace, Monique, and Charisse, and someone else. But and then didn't yes. Ashley even say on a live? Sharice wasn't the one that spread the rumors, but like yes. Ashley's
0: Ashley's shady too though. So yeah, because then on the show she tells Giselle, can't get yeah. getting close to Sharice knowing what Monique already thinks. Yeah. But then yeah. now you go and do a live. So and it's funny because people are like, Ashley's really nice and she's funny. And I feel like if they if they had that experience with her, I think that's great. She's I just better this season for sure, yeah, but I just don't like well, but in general, I don't, she's I don't shady. Like the, um the victim complex, like yes. you went yes, after yes, my yes. family and it's like, and Robin has said twice now, wait a minute. Yeah. You went after my family. Yeah. So, and it was interesting. Did you notice the last um, in the season finale when she was like, Candace is still upset. I mean, Michael is still upset with Candace for going after mm-hmm. his family. They show a flashback of Candace repeating what Michael allegedly said, but she yeah. was repeating yeah. it to Robin. Robin is the one that actually told her. And then it dawned yeah. on me. She's mad at Candace because when uh, at, when Ashley was going to perform her Coffee and Love oh, and they yeah. were outside she basically Robin you're not my friend because you said this about my family you're not my friend and Robin yes. finally apologized and Candace was like I'm not apologizing I know what I heard and mm-hmm. that oh the, problem. that remark yes. yes so she she basically like went at Robin and was like you're not my real friend you're not yes. my friend and so Robin was like, okay, and then apologized. But Candace was like, I'm not going to apologize. But Ashley, again, you had no problem saying things that were just as bad. Yeah. And, and her whole thing is, I've apologized. I, n- no. Well, that's why I like when Giselle
1: was saying, do you remember what you were like before you had a baby? Yes. I mean, she's absolutely correct. And I don't know why, but it seems like people are are just willing to forget that Ashley
0: was once a terror. Like. But- I'm like, I, I don't, I don't really trust her, but like I said, I won't discount someone saying, you know, she's been great to them. I, you know, yeah. I think that's, that's great. I just, it, I, I, cause I think I, I feel like the shade and all that is one thing, but then when you having it affect people outside of the show mm-hmm. or when you, so when you're saying certain things on camera, that's now affecting people off camera, it's like, yeah. I kind of feel like, well, that's kind of far like you kind of went kind of far, yeah and that's like to me it's too much when again I feel like she would turn on Monique in a minute and maybe not turn like the act but just like oh shoot the alliance is over here yeah absolutely
1: well and like Giselle is messy and she is definitely an instigator Yes. yes and I definitely don't think her relationship with Jamal is real um but at the same time like I just feel like Monique went too far. Like, that was just, it was mean and it was hurtful. You could just see the look on, and Giselle's not innocent, but, but of course, you yeah. See the look on her face, and like, I just really felt for her. And I think Jamal is terrible. And I thought his live was weird, but whatever. But just, it's just like, this kind of like came out of nowhere. And you're reading these texts out loud. It's just like, Mm-hmm. What are you trying to do here? It's it's deflection
0: and it's putting the spotlight on someone else and, and who's not even a part of the show. Yeah. It's like you're and but then so I'm when when Jamal talks about him dating the woman, he was right. He's like I was single, I can date her. He yeah. never addressed the the times if it was the same. Yeah. But when he said all that, there was a post somebody did a post and it talked about now she's coming out saying I've dated him for eight years, which he was been divorced for, for, for 10 years. years. Yeah. So, but it's all starting to, and I forget what post it was, but it was basically like, Monique and this girl have been in touch for a long time. So these receipts are old that she's saying. Cool. And that was my thing with Jamal, because people are like, oh, he's a piece of this. He's a piece of that. And I said, look, I know for me, I know what I know about the situation just living in Baltimore and going to mm-hmm. church, but I know some of those rumors that people are now hearing, one yeah. in fact is like 15 years old. Yeah. So it's like, so people are just hearing it. Of course, they're going to look at you like, but I, I, yeah. I was saying it in turn. People are saying, oh, it's not masculine to respond back. That's his family. And when they, because I, one thing I did tell people, regardless of what he did and didn't do with yeah. women, he, you could see the relationship he had with his girls. He had them almost every Sunday with yeah. him, the weekends, whatever. So when people were like, oh, he's a horrible father, they hate him. I'm like, I felt that's bad at you, that point. what you only really see on the show. That's yeah, what you see. And, and so when he addressed like Bravo New, because I was telling people, I'm like, he speaks pretty much every day of the week. That's how he gets, paid. well, before he went to that church, they may pay him a salary, yeah. but the Baltimore church, I don't believe, did so. He would get they call it an honorarium. And thank you, Stephanie, again for Mocha Minutes because <laughs> I couldn't think of the word it's honorarium. So, when you get 10, 15, 20,000, yes, you're going to speak as much as you can, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, thing. But the only issue I think I told that I had with it was I was conflicted on the CTE part because I was like, like that was kind of was, uh, it was a little. Yeah. Maybe not go there. <laughs> yes. And then and then at the same time, I thought oh if only if like they look at that and they address it because they're like, mm-hmm. now it's out. And what if people go digging? If it forces him to address it, it may be good because maybe he's not. Ha- so maybe, maybe he has outbursts on Monique, which is why she yeah. was so stressed. So maybe guess, yeah. me, too, because so, that's dealing with a lot. As a matter of fact, that yeah, uh, I'm sorry. No, you, there was a show called Wags. You, have you heard, uh, it was on.
1: I, I remember I, I okay. never watched it, but I remember I remember it,
0: that show. Well, one of the women, her husband was dealing with CTE? possibly having CTE. Yes. And their child wanted to play football. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. And the, his son was he was so talented and he was crying for it. But he said no. Also, do you remember uh, Southern Charm, New Orleans? where they I, saw, have, I never watched yeah. new orleans oh you gotta watch it one that's of the, what i've been hearing so good one of the guys played for the Steelers, and Ooh. he was married to a, a girl and sh- and they thought he had cte and a woman was a friend of and her yeah. husband who they never showed on the show actually did have it that's and so she crazy. talked about it yeah so i was like if him mentioning it forces him kind of to address it then yeah that's a great thing but I could see like if he wasn't a pastor because there is a level of responsibility that you have maybe throwing that out there but so I'm like oh I just I hope that it's messy yeah it's messy so I'm like I hope out of that mess if it helps Monique's family because as much as I don't see it for her again she's a wife she's a mom she, se- she seems to be a good wife, a good mom yeah. and, and, you know, a businesswoman. So I would hope that that's got to be something to watch your husband deteriorate. Well, yeah, I I definitely think, I mean, this is pure speculation
1: on my part. I just think that there is probably maybe some tension in the marriage because she had she had made comments before, like, where she said like Chris would just want her to be pregnant like all the time or something. Or even when they were at her lake house yes. and like they were imitating their wives. And when Chris hey. did the one about like the blow job and whatnot, I was I was like mortified on her
0: behalf. So it, it could be one of those like wait a minute. Did you pick that up right away? That's what he was doing when they showed up. Yeah, the absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I'm very sex positive. I yeah, me love too. Sex talk about it. I didn't pick it up. Let me tell you,
1: oh, no, I, I, did. No, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. So I had to like, when I read some like recaps of the show, I had to like, make sure like that that's what he was really doing. And I was like, okay, like,
0: that's what I thought too, because all the wives and husbands are just like, and you know like, why I thought they were, they showed right after he did that, they showed Ashley go like, I thought he was saying she drank a lot.
1: Oh. It was, <laughs> <laughs> because of that, from yes. like before, yeah, yeah.
0: So it wasn't until Dr. Wendy said, Sir, like when she was mm-hmm. in her, I was like, and I even told my husband, We talked to our other married friends about sex, stuff yeah. like that. That to me, I would have gotten like so red because it's an intimate yeah. thing, it's not, yeah, it's one thing, of course, they know we have sex, and even if we joked about it, or like, I've been, um, I, have you ever played, um, Dirty Minds, that game, Dirty Minds? No. Oh, dirty my, Minds, is that something so, I need to sound Yes, like? it's called Dirty Minds. And it, okay. it'll be like, um, and you have letters in your hand and the first team who spells Dirty Minds wins or whatever, right? So okay. like, sometimes they play it with couples or friends against friends or whatever. So one of the clues will be like F-O, I mean, F, wait, F dash dash K. So okay. the, the two middle letters will be out. And yeah. the, the, the clues will be like, when you stick it in, you uh, um you stick me in things, and it'll be like sex, but it's actually fork. Oh, <laughs> so it's stuff like That's that. Pretty funny. So when we played that with our friends, we may simulate like sex, but yeah, the whole that the blowjob thing to game. me, yes, the the blowjob to me thing was too far. Like if he
1: did that, oh, I would that be horrifying. because like, it's like you just see your wife as like a sex object to please you
0: when when you want. I was like, I was sitting on the couch getting red. Once I f- figured out what y'all, yeah. you know, you and somebody else were like, you didn't know what he was talking about. I'm like, no. <laughs> I thought-
1: Might be better left off that way. Cause that was just, I, that was just mortifying. Yeah. and I cut you I'm i interested to see what happens when the husbands come out and
0: especially Michael, <laughs> cause it probably won't be till next week. Yes. But what about, um, Jamal Sank. So I thought that could possibly be what was happening, but then I thought maybe they're just trying to make it a certain way. But when he said yeah. that Chris tries to attack Robin and Giselle, cause it did look like that, but then I thought, no, that's Got not it. gonna happen. Yeah. You, you, I wonder like, oh my gosh. I just. At the reunion? Yeah. Oh
1: wait, Chris Samuels or Chris? Bass- Chris oh. Samuels. Mm. Yeah, I don't know because he, they show a clip of him saying like, Hurt people, hurt people. And I'm like,
0: are you talking about your wife or is someone else on right. the cast? But did you see the clip of him walking towards them and Andy's Andy no. trying to tell him to sit down? Yeah. Yeah, oh. he's walking oh, towards them.
1: Because I just know there was one I saw just a clip where Monique was grabbing onto
0: him. He's like, no, let me handle this or something. So that might I be must part have missed of that. And, yeah. and and they show yeah, and Andy's like, sit down or whatever. Oh wow, no, yeah, I must so have missed that. That if that comes true because I cannot imagine. Jamal knows that he has followers. He knows that he has haters too. You know, you have all that yeah. watching you do this live, right? Mm-hmm. And even it, I won't even say because hater hating to me is sometimes people are like oh they're just haters and it's like I, I heard someone say before everyone is not hating. Some mm-hmm. people just don't like you. It's just simple You're as right. that. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's inviting everyone to watch. I cannot imagine that he's making that up about yeah. or oh, like he didn't know. But also, did you hear that the rumored woman that Chris allegedly had a confrontation with, with in the Safeway was Sharice? What? No. And it would make sense how they know that there's footage because yeah. if Sharice Char- is very well connected in Potomac and if or if somebody tried to attack her or verbal altercation, mm-hmm. I'm sure she maybe got the footage and her and they were spread. Yeah, so I'm like, cuz they're all still friends with Sharice except for Monique. Yes, uh Sharice threw Giselle, a 50th birthday party. Yeah, And
1: they all went, I think, except for like Candace had something. This I know way too much about like their me, too. me too. It's like, why isn't so-and-so there? Oh, she was invited,
0: but like, exactly. yeah. it's like, oh no, she's fine. I got it. I know why mm-hmm. they're, they're still good. Yeah. So it's just it's insane. I've never, I don't, it's funny. I don't like reunions. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, I, ne- I never have because it gives my stomach I actually like when the women get along and if there's light funny shade is mm-hmm. when Candace was twirling to me that was the funniest thing because yeah. I was watching it was funny when Monique was saying twirl with your cheetah print I thought that was funny and Candace yeah. was twirling and twirling. That to me is like yeah. like the fun light shade or whatever. Yeah, because she was like lighthearted. It was kind of Monique that
1: took it to like a more mean place because Candice was a little drunk and was like, oh, I love you guys. And then someone, I don't know if it was Ashley or Giselle, was like, oh, well, so you two or whatever. And Monique's yeah. like,
0: Monique said, oh, we're just, it's, I'm leaving her back there or something like that. Yeah, it was like, it was something just dismissive. Yeah. So I, I thought the back, I didn't, if I didn't know about the fight, I wouldn't have thought just from watching that, that it resulted yeah. in that because it looked like Karen and Monique, all of them were laughing for a minute yeah. when she was twirling, when she was being extra. Cause I could see me and yes. my friends doing that. And, and then it kind of diffuses the tension with me, like me mm-hmm. and my friends. But I like that kind of stuff. But when it came to reunions, Sometimes I would like wait to watch them because my stomach would be clenched because I didn't like it. But this is the first reunion that I'm actually looking forward to watching. I literally was like this. I had my guy, the listeners can't see me. I had my robe on and I had it (laughs) and I was like, and then when I watched his live, I was like, (gasps) like literally clutching. I'm like, that's what they mean about clutching. I know what you mean. My eyes were this big. (laughs) That's how I felt watching Jamal's. I was just like, what is going on right now? And I'm not surprised that he did it because- Because Giselle put him up to it. No, I don't think Giselle put him up to it at all. I think because I I remember See, And this is why I go back and forth. I think he had every right to address it because he almost didn't get to become the pastor of that church because of all the rumors of his past. Yeah. Well, and like you said, he doesn't know Monique. Right. And so if you're talking about he almost didn't get this pastorship Mm -hmm. because of the things that he legit did. And now some of these things that are being talked about are those old things? Yeah, you better speak out and say something. But people acting like they're new. Yeah, my issue with that was because I have been went to his church and I knew that he would use the pulpit if he yeah. was upset with something someone did to you. To, and I don't think that pastor should do that. Yeah. So that was that was my conflict. Like, yeah, address that. But however, I also felt like when he said. You know, I had your phone. You have my phone number, but I have your address. And it was by grace that I didn't use it. Yeah. We know what that meant. Meaning it was by grace because grace, the grace of God. That's what he yeah. said. But he didn't say that, that I didn't come to your house or get somebody. Else. So it's, it was kind of like, oh, wait a minute <laughs> now. We kind of go in like Bearing a little bit. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> and then when he said, um, I live in Atlanta, but I'm from Baltimore. That also to me read, he's very connected here and yeah. people. Pastor or not, people have people that will do things for them for the right money, I believe. Yeah. So I I felt like, okay, here we go. Going to the left. again. (laughs) Well, it's what was
1: weird to me, too, though, is that why does Monique care about exposing or going after Giselle and Jamal so hard? And also, do you remember? uh, I don't know if it was like the second or third episode, but they were at lunch to like, cause Ashley is like able to leave the house or whatever. And they played that like footage of Monique, like going up to Candace or she was like, I had to, I had to. Yes. People talk like no one, like that was shady too. Like, what
0: was she talking? Like she had to go after her. Like, yeah. And she tweeted about it and she basically confirmed. She said, yeah. Why would I give you a heads up? You didn't give me a heads up. Sharice was going to be at your party. So she set Candace up to walk into that. Yeah, And I'm like, yeah. And, and no one's even looking at that hot mic moment like, oh, well, I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. she tweeted answer to it. But it was just weird to me how it was Sharice. And I, I I will say I did believe Candace when she said I didn't know that you had a problem like that with Sharice. And then somebody did mention, remember when her she went her and Ashley met up and baby Dean was there. Yeah. Even though he looked like Michael from the time he was born, I thought he's the cutest little baby. Yeah. He is cute. Um, uh when Ashley was like, something happened between my baby shower and now, cause the baby shower was in June. Yeah. The fight was in October, but that wasn't October. So it was like, what happened? Cause the rumors are from 2018 mm-hmm. The one rumor. And I think the confusing thing for me is the one rumor for sure. The trainer was 2018. Yeah. I'm unsure if Giselle allegedly sat at this table and said, Let's say this or s- other people said it like, oh, yeah. you know, that baby isn't Chris's. And then Giselle was like, well, let's bring that. Either one is yeah. wrong. Like I could see Giselle doing that. Like when they wanted to bring up Michael
1: supposedly, well, he did yes. saying like, I want to suck so-and-so's dick. Like Giselle's like, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to yes. bring it up. So, yes. like, I can easily see that happening. Yeah. And, I was at like, the same time, like I know Monique didn't get too much camera time at, towards the end of the season, but like she didn't bring, if, if she had talked about, obviously I understand why she wouldn't want to bring that rumors up on camera, mm-hmm. but if she had, we might've gotten a more of understanding of like how she felt and towards whoever, Candace, Giselle, mm-hmm. in terms of maybe where she blamed whoever for these rumors, at least mm-hmm. we could get an understanding of where she was coming from. Cause
0: and up until now, it's like, why did you really go after her like that? You know? Right. It, it's Because she, she said, you want to go after my family? You want to call my husband big boy? And I'm like, her calling him yeah. big boy warranted. That? When she said big boy, she called him big boy to your face. Like yeah. she said it. So it's like, what? And that was at Candace's wedding reception. So mm-hmm. like, what does that like that? But I feel like I honestly feel like. She was trying to get at Candace. So she brought up the Sharice rumors, thinking people mm-hmm. would buy into oh Sharice. Yeah. But because notice that wasn't even like it just like kind of faded off like that, that whole storyline into oblivion. After that lunch, they just didn't talk about it. So it's like, wait a minute, I thought you were trying to and it, or it was, I guess, after Candace apologized at the dinner. We're like, I'm really sorry if Which you talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right. Exactly. The, when they when they she got was ambushed at that dinner. Yeah. So it, but and I also thought it was interesting that last season when Candace had Monique's back so much and she so was and she was arguing with Ashley in New Orleans. Yep. And she said she basically then took on everybody's issue with Ashley and said something, and yep. I gotta go back and watch it, but said something to the effect like she's always something, something, something. And they Robin specifically was like, All that had nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Monique did, said it too. But then this season, after the fight, when she was washing her daughter's hair, Monique says she's always running her mouth about somebody to everybody, yeah. but that had nothing to do with you either. So I don't. Yeah. I feel like even though production may have told her to call, I don't know if you think this to have the meeting with the other ladies. I feel like if the other ladies had it, took her side, she would kind of sort of be like, like I feel like if she knew the ladies weren't going to take her side because mm-hmm. she said she didn't feel remorse, she would have sat up there and acted like she felt remorse just so they could take her side and still yeah. ice out Candace. But I think it was a wake up to her, like, oh, Giselle's not taking my side. Cause I think been, Yeah. Rob, yeah. I think she's been wanting to be friends with Giselle since she got on. I really do. Yeah. And you know, it's just
1: when she was saying at the I think the end of the finale where she said, I'm remorseful for my actions, but not for defending my family when I felt I needed to. And it was like, first of all, <laughs> what at what point during that conversation did you feel that you and your family were under attack that you had to physically grab someone by their hair whale on her and then you would not let go and then you still tried to hunt her down like i can understand adrenaline flowing but then after you're taken away and regardless of whatever bullshit um, candace is yelling mm-hmm. you should at that point you should be aware that that's just trying to entice you and candace should keep her mouth shut um mm-hmm. at certain times but like the fact that she still was trying to get out of that room, it was like basically trying to hunt her down. Like you're very much aware of what you're doing. And I just don't buy like for defending my family. And it's just like, I, that's where I think that she, again, just speaking for myself, she projected all of that onto Candace. That's just right. what, how I,
0: yeah, I think at the end of the day, that's what it was. I think so too. And it's funny, I heard Candace on a podcast and she said that The podcast host asked her, is there anything that was left out of the fight that we Mm -hmm. didn't see? And she said, yes, Uh, it was about seven minutes worth of it wasn't just Monique getting out of that stairway and running Mm -hmm. around the building. She said she was opening doors. She was like, yes, trying, trying to legitimately trying to find her. To, so, so and I will say, I know how people feel about Candace yelling. Yeah. Hood, rat, I know no we're step. in the minority of liking her. Yeah. But, but I also, and it's funny cause I didn't used to, I, I did like her and Monique's friendship and I actually I wanted, just, I wanted Giselle and Monique to be friends. Yeah. I did like that time. I Ashley I, and Candace to be friends. <laughs> cause, cause, cause I they think all they were would kind of be formidable together. <laughs> yeah. I think even though they were cute, I think Ashley got, I I just when when from the time she was on screen and sat on. Sat on that swing with Katie, where Austin talked about Robin's yeah. finances so in depth. I was like, "Oh no, she's yeah. she's somebody that I don't trust." And Monique and Karen both, well, Monique and Karen both said about Ashley, she gets in to get information. They both said that at different yeah. times. I but can um, totally see that. Yeah, can't you? Like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. say this, but um, fair weather uh, friend. Such a fair weather friend. I just really wanted them to be friends. Oh, but in terms of what Candace was yelling. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be honest and say, if I got into a fight with someone and I felt like they got the best of me or caught me off guard, hey, there's no, I probably there's no telling what I would have And as a black woman, I might have yelled it. And and I say that because flashback to, and I'm not saying it's right, because I yeah. I I'm definitely would be like. But remember, when, yeah. Remember when Karen and Giselle, which I think is funny and I think I'm going to go back and watch. <laughs> they got into an argument in the hotel lobby and Candace yeah. was like, the white people are looking. Yes. And she was like, you guys got to stop. Yeah. I think part of that was going through her mind when they got into that fight thinking now these white people are looking. Like yeah. I'm ghetto or I'm hood. And I think yeah. she tried to project that onto Monique and even noticed when they were walking out and Candace after the fight, she's like, I'm so sorry. Thank you. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so oh yeah, like that was, I never that was really funny. It was yeah. funny. It was like, she was like, Yeah, I'm I'm very yeah. like, Yeah, you're even coherent. I would have been like a mm-hmm. banshee. Like <laughs> well, and that's where like
1: I've never that's why I don't think it's like I think it's kind of lame that people like oh well Candace is still calling her a ghetto bitch or a hood rat and you know she wonders why she got beat up but it's like she literally just got wailed on and the adrenaline and just like probably the shock running through you I don't know what would come out of my mouth like I've never been in like a physical altercation but I've been in verbal altercations where I have screamed like in front of people like go f yourself, or you f and bitch, or like just screaming it, and, and like I know what I'm saying, but I'm just so far gone in like this argument where it's you, you know what I mean. And so I can, I think that if it had the shoe had been on the other foot and Monique was still mouthing off, I would think
0: that to me is not yeah. a big deal. It's like in in the grand scheme of things, exactly, I'm like, yeah. I, and it was almost like I wish that she had no, because then people could see, but at the same time, who am I to say this girl just, and you know how you're going to look on TV as well. Yeah, That's the, yeah. you know, it's gotta be like embarrassing. Like, Oh yeah. my gosh. And cause it, it's crazy. I'm like, man, if, if Monique had a fault, anybody else or on another, say like a love and hip hop or whatever, yeah, that fight would have went so different. Like it wouldn't right? have just been like the wine glass would have been the least of things. Like they would have tore that whole place up. So it's just like, Why? 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 Do you think so I don't have you here for 19 hours. I like talking to you. (laughs) Do you think? Oh, I want two things from you. Yeah. Three things. I'm sorry. Three (laughs) is my lucky number. Three. Okay. First, I want you to speak to I don't did you see the whole Portia Candace thing now that's going on? So I know that they're kind of
1: Going back and forth because Portia and Monique are friends, mm-hmm. and Portia like gave advice to Monique, and then was like allegedly saying shit to Candace about like pressing charges. That's all I know really about that.
0: So what happened was she was sitting on chat room twice, and was okay. like, and Giselle was like, you know, Candace is stressed. She's like, oh, what she stressed for? She need to stop running her mouth. Made it very like. So yeah. even Giselle was like, okay, we're moving on because. She kept saying things. Agree. Yeah. And Portia was like saying things and I was like, okay, you can sit on here and just say, Monique's my girl. I'm not going to yeah. comment. But, to, and I, as a black woman watching her, I was like, don't use your platform.
1: Yeah. Even if Defend. you don't
0: like Candace. Yeah. Just say. be. You're, be, you're supposed to be neutral. Yeah. You could have easily said, that's my girl. I stand with her and moved on. You didn't even have exactly. to address yeah. the fight of it all. So she said things, I think twice. Mm-hmm. And then Candace the, the same podcast I heard her do the interview talked about and of course Mon- she, she said this is when I was like girl she was like of course Monique <laughs> and Portia are friends they're both wild okay you could have left it there and yeah. then she said that speaks to how you were raised
1: I yeah, was like t- now it tends That's to too go a small. little far yeah
0: so, okay because I, I wanted your because I thought to me in my mind when somebody's if I told you I breathe that speaks to how you're raised yeah that, no, now you're talking answer. about my you're talking about my parents now like yeah
1: <laughs> she just needs to know like when to rein it in yeah and it just was like no like cuz words can cut deep but she, yeah i think there's definitely time a lot most of the time she just needs to just like when they were at Wendy's um Nigerian party for her uh, Wendy and her family are just too adorable i can't get over it And I love Eddie, but when Chris, like when Candace was mouthing off to Ashley, like, oh, well, you know what's gonna happen, what's your marriage or whatever she said. And Chris is like, shut up. And it's like, he's right. Like, I will never condone a man telling his wife to shut up. But it wasn't like, shut the fuck up. It was like, dude, like Candace, like, stop. Like, you need to just cut it off. Like, you just, you can't go that far every time.
0: Yes. And I, I, I agree with that. I, I was yeah. glad because it was, and I, I knew where she was coming from, but the thing is Ashley's yeah. not going there with you. You're going exactly. to look bad in this. You really and are. Ashley, so like, just exactly. stop. So
1: are you going to blame Ashley
0: for responding to that? No. And it's like, what? Know, yeah, and Ashley just was quiet and like, you're going to not look good in this. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the
1: way she handled it afterwards, she was like, Hey, like, I know that like, you know, you and Monique are friends and whatever she told you, but you just need to know that like, whatever, but yeah, she just doesn't need to go as yeah. far as she does.
0: Are you being paid too? <laughs>
1: like, exactly. Like, exactly. It's like, Candace, just say that to Chris when you guys are at home, Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Or just say
0: it in your interview head. Don't, yeah. Yeah. Even with the Portia thing, I did say I'm like, she should be able to Portia has now talked to her, like talked about her. She should be able to dress her. But I wish she would have said, even if she had said, Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised about Portia. And then she could have been like, then you could have been like, okay, Yeah. But to bring the mom in it, because, you know, Miss Diane is is probably Cordell once said and we don't know if it's the truth or not, but basically Mm -hmm. like. I found Portia and her mom fighting. Like, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. bro, you better be, you better watch, you know, because you don't know. Like, yeah. so, okay. So we agree. Cause I'm like, yep. again, you. she could have She could have responded back. I'm glad she didn't do it on Twitter, but it was like, oh, yeah, that right? last part. You could have just went after Portia mm-hmm. and not like, that's how you were raised. Cause if I was exactly. like, Portia's mom, I'd be like, what she right? mean? It's, okay. it's offensive. I know. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay. My second one. Oh, my God. Okay. My third one is I wanted your <laughs> prediction for how do you think tonight? Oh, there, here it is. My second one. Do you think, taking in consideration, you are in law, you are experienced, <laughs> and everything that's transpired, do you think Monique and Candace could ever Reconcile and like truly reconcile, guys. I wish you could have seen Brie had a her (laughs) body had a visceral reaction. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: you know, I have thought about that and I've
1: asked other people, and honestly, I hope so because I really did love their friendship. Um, unfortunately, I don't think they will. Um, I think. I think if Monique had, apolog- Monique didn't necessarily have to apologize for however she felt. Mm-hmm. But she, if she just apologized for, like, I shouldn't have put my hands on you, mm-hmm. like, that wasn't right. I definitely think they could have reconciled. They might Me not too. have been best friends, but they probably could have kept filming or something to that extent. But I just think too much has happened, and I, I don't see it happening. So that's why I don't understand how they're going to... if they're supposed to bring the entire cast back next year. Like it's either can it's either Monique's going to be fired or Candace will be fired or they'll both be fired or they're going to bring them all back. But like, how are they going to do that? That's right. You know,
0: I'll say one thing I will say is that I feel like, you know, like when Portia got violent and she was brought Mm -hmm. back as as a friend. Yeah. But I feel like, and a, a part of me sees it, if there is no consequences yeah, and she's brought back full time, it would almost feel like she could do whatever do she wanted. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like it could happen again and the same excuse could be
2: Something made, but um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I feel like after what happened to last week with the binder. <laughs> people love that. Like people were talking about that
1: binder for weeks. Yeah. So it's like, but I don't think Giselle would film with her. I don't think Giselle Robin or Candace would maybe, maybe Robin Candace and Giselle. I can't see, Mm -hmm. but I just, yeah. Um,
0: if there's no repercussions.
1: Yeah. I, um,
0: I cut you off. I'm sorry. You were saying people people were loving the binder. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just, because it's great television and Candace is annoying and a brat most of the times, but she is great. They're all great TV. And Mm -hmm. I just think, Oh God, what was my point? Um, I think though, a reason I might suspect that she could either be brought back as a friend or not at all. is like, if you're going to go out, might as well burn it down.
0: <laughs> it's like, um, boom. <laughs> exactly. So it
1: kind of feels like she's doing that as well. So yeah. I honestly, I don't think they will be friends again. Um, I'm hoping they could at least be in the same room maybe, but I, yeah, I honestly have no idea what's going to happen.
0: I do know Candace has made very clear on several platforms yeah. she will never ever again film with her. Yeah. So I was like, and I Ugh. want Candace to come back because I think Me she's on TV. Me too. So, so I, I just, and I don't think there's any way Giselle and Karen, I mean, Giselle and Monique Monique could be friends. I even think Giselle and Karen could be, but Monique, ooh, oh, I don't I just,
1: think Giselle and Monique will be either. Yeah. So it's Especially like after you, the Jamal thing.
0: Yes. It's, Especially it's, after that it's insane. Okay. And yeah, then that was just mean. Yeah. I was like, uh, uh, uh. I kept thinking about I'm his very da- uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking about his daughters.
1: Yeah. And in high school yeah. and all that. He's um, doing
0: exactly what she's accusing everyone else of. Yeah. And I get her wanting to defend her family, but it was like, She could have did what she did at the reunion at the beginning of the season at when she was at that lunch with Giselle and people would have been like, I'm rooting for you. But the fact Mm -hmm. that you were able to sit down, that's my thing. The fact that you were able to sit down in front of her, because if she had done that to Giselle, I would have been like, Monique, I don't even blank. Like, yeah, if if it's true, what Giselle was trying to do, that's your family. That's your child. Exactly. You know, but it's hard. Now, what do you think? Do you think, well, I want your predictions on how you think the reunion tonight is going to go. I
1: I feel like the previews can always be tricky because they Mm -hmm. blew up that Candace finding out Ashley was writing that statement and they like waited until the third episode in Portugal. And it didn't even end up being like that. It was kind of anticlimactic. So from what they showed, I think that they're supposed to talk about the fight So and it looks like they're portraying it as like Monique's got her own version of what happened, whereas everyone else is like, no, that's not what happened. Because to me, Monique's version of events keeps changing. So I think we'll go into that. And then I think the guys will start to come out at the end of tonight's episode, because I saw a tweet or something that said the third episode of the reunion is 90 minutes. So I think, Oof. yeah, so I think a big part of this one will go into the fight and then the guys will come out towards the end. And then who knows, though, man, this whole season's just been crazy. So.
0: Right. What do okay. you think? I I agree with you. I feel like that's going to happen, too. Tonight, I don't think tonight is going to be filler at all. You know how sometimes the second part is None filler? Of it is, yeah. I don't think it's going to be filler. But uh, I did see, a, I'm pulling up for you, a tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, my girl, Stephanie, again, I'm like, you know, I'm obsessed with you, right? Because I, I said, I know you hear your name in every episode. Yeah. But she sent me a tweet and it's from uh, somebody posted, RHO, hashtag RHOP reunion on Twitter, part two tonight. Mm-hmm. Do not miss it in bold letters. Yeah. Some, new, um, some new scenes are shown of Monique <gasps> and Candace during the segment. And then a guy that was hired to work for B. Scott. B. Scott is the blogger that was referenced a lot in with- Atlanta last okay. season okay and b i will tell you when he when they would give their exclusives mm-hmm. was never wrong about atlanta because he they are friends with producers of yeah. all different types someone that works on b's team tweeted it's a great edit for candace tonight Ooh, and it's interesting how people use the word edit as though right? it didn't happen I know, like, like, they're gonna get a good edit this season. Like, that's so
1: funny, not to digress too much, but there was like a picture of Lisa Serena and Sutton. Um, and like, she was walking with their arms around each other, and Lisa Serena just had that, like, I'm a vic- I can't stand Lisa Serena but she had that, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm a victim mentality. And it's like, Finally, like I remember thinking, like, I hope you get a terrible edit because you have been like such an instigator and just kind of a shitty person. It's finally time that you get a bad edit.
0: Yes. Like show all your things. Like Like, like, show the
1: terrible shit that you do. Because I don't I do agree that sometimes they don't show like enough of like
0: the better qualities in Candace. Mm -hmm. So that's that's nice to hear. Yes. I'm like, so we I'm like, what's going to happen? So I agree. I'm excited. I agree with everything you said. I feel like that. And I feel like maybe what, maybe the seven minute or maybe what they're going to show is Monique walking around, opening up doors looking for. Oh yeah.
1: That'd be crazy. I just honestly, like, I just want to see, I think it was Bravo historian that I love her account so much, but she had tweeted something like, like, well, at the end of the day, at least we can all reunite on just hating Michael Darby. Yeah, it was just so, he I just want to see him eviscerated because I just think he is a terrible and disgusting human being. He, and I feel like he's definitely
0: his privilege. He just like for 100%. him to like. Legitimately start with Chris and then make it seem as if now you're teaching Candace
1: you a lesson. You hit me. I'm gonna. Oh, he was so awful and yes. just even and going down on the producers, going down on his
0: wife and oh and God, there and awful. Candace. I mean, uh, Chris got kicked out and didn't even argue. And he apologized to the women. Yes. Yeah, it, it was. Like, and like you said, there's something about a man who stands up for his wife when he said you can talk to everybody else but you're not talking to my wife like that i was like
1: chris yes he he nailed michael with that he won't say a word to the men but he talks like he nailed him
0: yep and oh i think the reason that ashley has a problem with chris too Mm do you remember this season and she was like uh uh, chris and candace she just wished they could flick him away i think because (laughs) chris testified uh chris witt said he heard it too That's right. And he was called as like a potential witness, but said, Mm
1: Like I didn't say I didn't see anything. And that's what I told him. That's actually yeah. really funny. Cause I was watching, I was watching that part of the reunion and then they show the background scenes where like Chris Juan, and Ray are in a room and Michael's like, Oh, well, Chris, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they all just kind of look at him.
0: Just like, dude, it was right. Like really what? funny. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah, like I've liked Chris from the beginning. I never, I liked some him too. people disliked him, but I liked him. I don't understand why I think he's very nice and he keeps Candace in check. Mm-hmm. I think it's by, because of Candace. They don't like him. maybe Probably, by proxy. Yeah. But Yeah. I liked yeah, him. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm so excited to like, uh, message with you tonight after it's over. This is the first time I'm looking forward to you. Oh my God. Me to too. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: No, and we're going to be like messaging the whole time. Yes.
0: And I need you to come back. Oh, but no, it'll be it. on. Bef- it'll be on for you before it will be for me. Okay. So I'm going to wait for you to to get your, yeah. so now if, if for some chance, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I, I try to be mindful of the, the time differences when I talk yeah. to people in LA because, or California, because when you send me a message, so maybe like 10 year time, right? So maybe it's yeah. like one my time, which I don't care about that, but I get up early. So, so if I, I get up at that. four, no, don't worry about that for me. I, I like them to be there when yeah. I get up, but I need to think about if I get up at five, Taria, it is 2 a.m. They might be trying to sleep and I'm like, oh no, I'm already all these sleeping. messages. Okay. All right. So good. So don't ever worry about the time with me. Send them anywhere. I'm already sleeping. <laughs> we might have to go to voice yes, note so likewise. it can be quicker. Like, Brie, did you see this? Hey, I'm done with you that too. Because I have reactions, and
1: uh, most of my friends that watch Bravo, um, a few of them haven't gotten into Potomac, and I'm like, you need to watch it. And they're like, dude, I'm just busy, and I've already watched this and this and this, and I'm just like. But like, I need someone to, you know, I only have a few people I can really vent to it about.
0: So you need I'm to get glad. on board. Well, I'm glad you have me. I definitely love I'm glad talking. I have you too. You. And um, thank you for the work that you're doing, um, thank the you. convictions and that you have. I, um, I so appreciate that.
1: Thank you for letting me come on here and chatting with you about it. It's like, it's been so much fun and you're just so easy to speak with. So
0: are you. And can you do, I know that you want, um, you're going to protect your anonymity. So I won't like, um, have you give your socials or anything, but can you give instead in in lieu of that, can you give, do you know any places where maybe people can donate, um, that's like for the Innocence Project or anything like that? So,
1: um, funny thing, my Twitter account is actually suspended because I, told a Republican Senator to Senator to F off. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that is the best that
0: needs to be in your, in your Instagram bio. (laughs) That's
1: actually a really good Twitter suspended because I told someone to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just encourage anyone to donate to like BML um, the innocence project. There's organizations all over the country. You can Google whichever one. I also um, volunteer at an animal shelter once a week. We um, rescue all type of um, dog breeds. It's a nonprofit, and we rescue ninety uh, percent of our rescues come from Mexico. So we just try to get the dogs off the streets and off the shelters that are there. So it's all—it's called the Animal Pad. And if you view the website, it's theanimalpad.org, and you can view the Animal Pad on Instagram. And um, it's all non—it's nonprofit. We all work off based on volunteers and donations. So. I would suggest the Animal Pad or the Instance Project or anywhere that, you know, will make you feel good about helping out the
0: world. Oh okay. That is the Animal Pad or the Instance. Yeah. I will make sure, guys, that I will put the link to these organizations in uh, the bio. Perfect. Uh, I mean the not the bio. Description. The, um, yes. description. yes. So yeah. that way you can click right on them. There's no excuse, you know. I mean, if there's no excuse if you, you know, can donate, of course, we know that it's, yeah. you know, trying or to Or if you COVID, just want to look at a bunch of cute puppies. Okay. See, there's, and then they might end up maybe coming to get one or right. Exactly. Dick, dick or adopting. Okay. That is so awesome. Again, Brie, thank you for agreeing to come on. When, as soon thank as you for we inviting were inviting ta- me. Oh, no. As soon as we were talking about what you did, I was like, yeah. I just like shot it from my brain. And then I'm like, oh my God, I don't want her to think that I'm putting her on the spot. But yeah, no, I want her all. to come I love on." It. <laughs> no, and you're so easy to talk with. And we agree on all, like we're, we're right about everything. <laughs> <laughs> and what I love is even, even, even on the little things, if it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe you think this way, maybe I think that way. But ultimately it's like for the good of the person. Exactly. Not like to, yeah. So, yeah. And everybody always think, well, not everybody, but people are like, oh, you just this like, Monique, no, I do not agree. Again, I'm going to repeat this again, people. Mm-hmm. I wanted her and Candace to remain friends and I wanted Same. her and Giselle to be friends. Uh, but I just don't like what Everything went on. We see. Yeah. Yep. And there's tweets in the ether that... Um, Someone may pull up one day and see say you didn't always like Candace. And I would have to say, you are absolutely right. You <laughs> are absolutely correct. <laughs> like spot the lie. Spot the li- <laughs> right, right. No lies told Where is the exactly. lie? Exactly. Um Brie, thank you. Thank you again so much. I will let thank you know you. when your episode is out. Um I'm and excited. again, I just can And I love your you.
1: podcast. I tune in all the time and I am constantly messaging you, like, did you see this? You saw <laughs> that, right? Can you believe I, this? So. I
0: love when you do I love when you do and if there's anything that you ever if you're ever doing anything for, you know, the Innocence Project or whatever, or um, even with dogs or what have you, and you don't want to necessarily post them on your Instagram account, if I can be of help and yeah, absolutely, uh, let me know, I'll, I definitely will do That's that. That's amazing. I'll have my friends do it too.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank and I look forward to chatting with you again. bye Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. You hey, Ellen, thanks, everyone, for listening to me. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>